morning. Thank you. Before I start, I'd like to introduce myself to those who doesn't know me, those who are watching online, live stream. My name is Warren. I'm a registered nurse on my day job. Um, I'm a dialysis nurse. I, we treat people with uh, kidney failure. Um, I'm a husband to a uh, lovely wife, Darlene, <laughs> who is also a registered nurse in uh, intensive care. Very, very specialized, better than me. And I'm also a father to a uh, miracle boy who will be turning six in three days' time. Would you believe he's requesting a uh, McDonald's birthday party? But you know, I know some of you have been invited, but you know, there's no absolute, you know, it will be an absolute joy for me and my wife to uh, celebrate his birthday. But unfortunately, with all these restrictions imposed to us by the government, we might just have to delay it. But uh, you are all welcome to give him presents. <laughs> I think. Uh, we are Dom, Tisali, and the Catalans are ready, and the Tiancos are ready. <laughs> Darling, give them the bank account later. <laughs> uh, you know, um, three weeks ago, I received an email from Pastor Chris. She said, oh, this is your schedule for the month of August. And then it says there, on the 9th of August, you'll be preaching. So I replied, I said, Pastor Chris, I just want to make sure that it's not a typo. <laughs> then she replied, she said, no, no, you're preaching. That's why I'm here. I tried, but can't get away. But you know, I was encouraged by the word of God when God said, I do not call the qualified. I qualify those who I call. Amen? Amen. Amen. No, I saw my payslip uh, two, two weeks ago, and it says on my payslip, but I haven't... Been, uh, we haven't got the pay, uh, pay rise yet. The union is fighting for it. It says on my payslip, 14 years and zero months. So I was reminded we've been here in Australia for 14 years. We, we came on the 24th of July. It was in the middle of winter. You know, living in a country uh, for six years in the Northern Hemisphere in England. You know, we came here in the middle of winter. I didn't feel cold. This is like spring for me. But you know, as you know, as years goes by, I became sense. I get cold easily, and you know, my doctor friend told me, you know, it comes with age. Then I refused to believe. I said, no, I don't think so. I'll blame the climate change. I don't think it's about, uh, um, you know, I don't think it comes with age. You agree, Adeline? I don't think it comes with age. And you know, I remember, uh, 14 years ago, we went to Woolies. And I, we were so excited. We, we bought this kumquat because where we came from, we can't grow these uh, citrus fruits because it's too cold. So that's the first thing we bought in uh, Woolies. And we used to stay in the nurses' uh, quarter in Liverpool Hospital, which uh, now have been demolished. Uh, then we rented a flat near Liverpool Hospital. Then we bought a house uh, where we are staying now. It's quite a journey for me and my wife. Um, but, you know, we, I don't know my future yet. But the one who holds my future said, you know, I have a plan for you. A plan to prosper you, not to harm you. I will give you hope and a future. 
Jeremiah 29:11. And in everything, you know, in the lows and in the highs, we give glory to God. We give thank God. We thank God. In the book of 1 Thessalonians 5:18, it says, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God." For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So the Bible said all, not some. You know, in the, in, the, in, in the low moments, in the high moments, or when you just go in a, a plateau, you know, you're just cruising around, give thanks to God because this is the will of God for us. Then after six months of coming to Australia, we became born again. You know, I, I don't know, um, Jameson, you remember Aziz? I was talking to Aziz one day, and then Aziz said, so I said, Aziz, what's up? Aziz used to be our neighbor in, um, in England. So I said, Aziz, what's up? And Aziz said, oh, no, we, we, we're doing this Bible study. And uh, I said, can we, can we go? Can we attend? So uh, that's where we met uh, Pastor Larry. We attended the Bible study. And I said to my wife, Darlene, come on, let's go and attend the Bible study. And... Uh, my wife said, she, she was a bit hesitant, and my wife said, Warren, ah, Bible study lang, ah. But you know what, you know, as they say, you know, the, you know as, as they say, the rest is history. You know, the, you know uh, we met Pastor Larry, he was doing the Bible study, and uh, after an hour, two hours, we wanted more, you know, we wanted more, we were so hungry uh, with the Word of God, and that's when we realized uh, that God was looking for his two lost sheep on that day. And, you know, we've, little that I know that my wife was uh, praying that uh, she wanted to serve because we were serving back in England. Uh, we were part of the music ministry in the Catholic Church. And she said, uh, when we moved to Australia, I still, I still want to serve. And God answered her prayer. You know, we're still serving in the music ministry here. And we're doing a little bit of... Um, uh, well, receiving the, the ministry. So before I start, I just want to say some something, um, you know, in my heart before I go to my message. Uh, we are in an unprecedented situation happening now around us. Um, so we should be careful. Like Pastor Chris was saying, you know, you should be careful who you listen to, who are you influenced by. Um, to do that, we should develop a strong, discerning spirit. How? By constant, everyday, regular fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In the book of John 16, 13, it says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. So we should be discerning, especially what, the mainstream media throws at us because they try to sow fear. Like what you said, they try to sow fear. You know, breaking news, just in. You know, I, that's why I refuse to watch the news now. But God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit, uh, power, love, and sound mind. Have, have you noticed in, in the news, especially in America, the mainstream media keeps conditioning our minds Keep saying vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. You know, they try to condition our mind that we need this vaccine. But very, very, very seldom I've heard them show how we should strengthen our natural immunity. 
So how do we remember we have God's immunity, Psalm 91. So to strengthen our natural immunity, we should be eating healthy. We should be exercising. We should be getting enough sleep and maintain a healthy weight. There are few or get some sunlight if you like. So be, be discerning on what you read and uh, what you follow on TV, even in social media. So what are the voices that you hear in social media? A perfect example is a voice of materialism. You know, this, the new Samsung phone just came out uh, two days ago, three days ago, and I am bombarded on my email about, you need to upgrade. You need to get a new plan. You need a new phone. Your phone is two, it's two years old. And, you know, the next iPhone is uh, coming out next month. And, um, you know, in some parts of the world, they even sell the kidneys to get an iPhone. It's the voice of materialism. And there's some doctors who take advantage of that. So if there is one voice that we should be sensitive to, it should be the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. John 10, 27 said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And in Romans 8, 14, thank you, Cheryl. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So how do we hear God's voice? And how do we know that we are led by the Spirit of God? Again, by having a regular and intimate fellowship with God. Not just knowing Him. Knowing Him is different, but having a personal relationship with Him. And you know, when you hear something, you know and you know and you know that it is God. Amen. So last year, um, the voice of God told me, get out of debt. Get out of debt. Repeatedly. Get out of debt. Don't get me wrong, we're not drowning in debt. But uh, like what Pastor Chris said, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Because faith doesn't work in your senses. It works in your spirit. So, but God will always provide a way and a solution. So every instruction that he tells you and any directions that he tells you, he will always provide a way out. You know, the beginning of, uh, beginning of this year, I went to work as usual. So I connected my patient to uh, the dialysis machine. And I heard the voice of God, like me, talking to you, audible in my spirit. He told me, this patient will have a heart attack, but he will not die. So I was caught by surprise because he spoke to me on our busiest time. That's the busiest time when we were putting all the patients on the machine. So he said, he will have a heart attack, but he will not die. After an hour, the patient had a heart attack. Anyway, we did CPR. We did what we could. We did everything. We called the doctors, but we started the CPR. But I was calm because God said he will not die. And he didn't die. You know, you know sometimes your vision will see the reality you will see because I saw him, he was already black. But no, I said, you know, God told me he will not die. And he didn't die. You know, um, the doctors and the family were so thankful to us because he said, if that would have happened at home or outside the hospital or maybe in the shop, he would have not survived. But it happened when all the professionals 
was around him. Um, well, he had a heart attack because they need to fix something in his heart, not because we, he did something wrong. So the will of God will not take you where his grace cannot protect you. The will of God will not take you where his grace cannot provide for you. The will of God will not take you where his grace cannot save you. So this was last year when God told me, you know, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. So little did I know that there will be an economic downturn in the world. And it's still, it's still shaking up, you know. Some, some said there will be a uh, housing bubble. Some said there will be a uh, stock market collapse. But I don't care. God is my provider. God is my source. Amen? Amen? So we went to uh, Commonwealth back two weeks ago uh, just to simplify finances. And at the end of our conversation, the staff was telling us, so what's your future plan? What's your immediate you know, financial plan? So I said, we're thinking of downgrading in the future. And he got the shock of his life. So I understand that they try to sell products to you. So I said, in the future, we want to live in a single-story house, you know, closer to my son's school. So when he goes high school, he will just walk. You know, downgrade physically in the house also means downgrade financially, you know. And then he started asking about, uh, about the, a mortgage. So he said, do you want to top up your mortgage so you can buy new cars? I said, no, you know, we have two cars. Um, a Yaris and a Mazda. These two cars takes us um, from point A to point B safely. And he said, you know, you're one of a kind because he said most of the people that comes here, they want to borrow money. You know, they want a uh, bigger car, uh, a bigger house. But you know what? The world will tell us you need a bigger one. You need the top of the range. You need an upgrade. You know, I'm not saying it's wrong. If that is the direction that God told you, go for it. But you know, the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading me and my wife is the narrow way. You know, to the world is strange. To the world is unusual. To the world is, is unorthodox. But I believe this narrow way is the one that leads us to life. Amen? Amen. So the topic of our message today that's my introduction. <laughs> the topic of my message, Pastor Chris uh, told me to talk about faith. So, the topic of my message today is childlike faith. Childlike faith, yay. Yeah? Not childish. Because childish is the immature, immature one. So, it's a childlike faith. So, I trust that you will be blessed with this message. So, let's go to our foundational scripture, which is in Matthew chapter 18, verses 3 to 4. Red letter words, Jesus speaking. And he said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus wants us to be like little children. It doesn't mean that we should go back to being child physically, but rather Jesus wants us to be like little children. Again, without, with our faith and relationship with one another. Firstly, Jesus said that we will not enter the kingdom of heaven unless we become like a child. 
So we need to change our man- mindset and believe like children. Not that we become immature and childish, rather having the faith that believes that apart from God, we cannot accomplish anything on our own. So the currency of the, ch- of the kingdom of heaven is faith. Just like the currency of Australia is Australian dollar. If we desire something, if we want to buy something, we use Australian dollar to to transact. 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 (laughs) But if we desire or ask something from God, we use our faith. Faith Faith moves God's heart. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So for this part, Jesus is telling us, have faith like a little child. So I'm sure all parents here have um, stories on how blessed they are with their little children. I just want to say that we are super duper, mega, electromagnetic, with ginkgo biloba, with L-cartanine, you know, iron fortified bless, low calcium. High calcium, sorry, high calcium, low sugar, bless. Low carbs with our son. You know, since we started the face-to-face church, we really have to wake up early to be here, except today. We really have to wake up early and be here at around uh, 8.45, quarter to 9. So we have, um, we've been waking him up early on a Sunday when he's supposed to, um, you know, catch up on his sleep. And you know what? We're so blessed. He doesn't make a big fuss about it. He doesn't complain or cry. Um, like on the car, my uh, wife keeps telling me how blessed she is with our son because uh, he doesn't complain. I think for, for my son, is, this is a lifestyle for him already. You know, like last Sunday, um, we woke him up and I said, son, we're going to, um, we're going to church and then he said, who will be the teacher? I said, oh, teacher Camille. He said, who's Camille? <laughs> he said, it's the daughter of uh, Kuyate and Ateline. Because Camille was uh, her, her first time to be the Sunday school teacher. You know, at, at bedtime, I would ask, ask him to pray. And his prayer goes like this. This is on his own, yeah? His prayer goes like this. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Thank you for my mommy and my daddy. Thank you for Chippy. Chippy is our dog. Thank you for Nanai and Tatai. Nanai and Tatai is my uh, my parents. Uh, I pray for uh, Tita Wailin and uh, Tito Ranil. Uh, Tita Wailin is uh, my sister and her boyfriend. Then uh, he would pray for my three brother-in-laws, my, um, my wife's brother and my mother-in-law. And you know, guys, at the end of his prayer, he would say, and Jesus, we send the coronavirus and the devil to the lake of fire. I said, whoa! I said, you know, the first time I heard that, I said, Darren, what did you say? Jesus, we send the devil and the coronavirus to the lake of fire where they belong. Whoa, you know, for the longest time, I've never he- hear my son pray about himself, you know. Not like when I was young, you know, selfish prayer. You know, when I was young, at his age, I would pray, God, I want a new bike, you know, I want a new ball, I want lots of chocolates. But you know what the Bible says in Proverbs 
22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, I believe training up a child should start from home, where Jesus should be the center of our family. You know, but I'd like to give compliments to the Sunday school teachers here, you know, to the helpers. Uh, Ateline, uh, Guada, Machora, Waila, who else? Uh, Camille, who else did I forget? Just uh, a, a, yeah. But you know, you don't, you don't, you just don't know the role that you play, you know, with these little kids, you know, in their spiritual life. Um, Pastor Chris, I need a favor from you later. Um, can you introduce me to the head of your Sunday school? Because someone told me that uh, she's really, really pretty. So uh, I'd like to meet her after the service. Oh no, 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 no! I, I changed my mind. I might fall in love again. No, no, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, you know, sometime last month, sometime last month, we were late in picking up my son from school. For some reason, we lost track of time. My wife was sleeping, coming from night shift. I think I was cooking. And we didn't anticipate the traffic. So when we arrived at his school, there were only two of them left on the grounds. So they were sitting on, on the bench from that end to that end. It was a good social distancing. <laughs> but you know what? I really felt sorry for my son on that day. He was sitting there in one corner, you know, touching his hair like this, <laughs> waiting for us. And I really felt bad as a parent on that day. And my wife got off the car. I said, go, go, go get him, go get him. So I stayed on the car, feeling sorry for my son and feeling bad for myself. You know, as he was approaching the car, he was smiling. He was jumping like this, like smiling. He was so happy. I thought, why is he so happy? You know, when he got to the car, he said, I said, son, I'm really sorry. You know, we were late picking you up. And he said, that's all right, daddy. That's okay. But, you know, all afternoon, I keep thinking about it. So I said to myself, this will never happen again. We will not, we will not pick him up late again. So come bedtime, because usually on bedtime, when my wife goes to work, we have this one-on-one -on -one talk. I talk to him because, you know, like our God, he's so interested in everything that we do, you know. I'd like to know what's going on on my son's mind, what happened to him at school, how was his day. So uh, I said to him, Dar Darren, I'm really sorry, you know, we pick you up late this afternoon. Um, but what did you feel? What did you feel when your mom and dad uh, was not there yet? Did you get scared? He said, I didn't scare daddy. It was all right. So, why? Why you didn't get scared? Because I know you were coming. Amen. And God said to me, you know, Warren, that's faith. Warren, that's faith. You know, and my wife became so emotional. I was telling the, the story to my wife. She was crying. I was crying. I got emotional on that day. And uh, it, it was quite a revelation from God. You know, what kind of faith? 
What kind of faith that God was telling us? A childlike faith that is expectant and knows his God will not leave him or forsake him. Amen? You know, in Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dread on them. For it is the Lord your God that goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So the Bible said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, Ryan. Be strong and courageous, Brianna. For God is with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Pastor Chris, be strong and courageous. For God will not leave you nor forsake you. So on those moments when you are waiting on God, be like that child that has the faith to say, I know you are coming, God. And I know you didn't forget about me and my prayer. And I will be still and know that you are God. Psalm 46.10. So who likes waiting? I don't like waiting. Every time I call Common World Bank, they make me wait. 15 minutes. But that's fine. Who likes waiting in the traffic light? I remember what Pastor Rod told us, you know, take that opportunity to pray. We're in the traffic lights, you know. That's an opportunity for you to pray, pray in tongues. Or just pray. So in a world where everything is instant, we live in an instant world at the moment. Instant music, instant movies, instant download, instant coffee, instant noodles. Please, I'm begging you guys, don't eat the two minutes noodles. Don't eat it. Don't buy. Don't consume the two minutes noodles. Buy the three minutes noodles. If this, no, no. Any any instant noodles. Don't consume it. Just as respect, just as a respect to the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is your body. Please don't eat instant noodles. So it takes faith to wait. Abraham waited. Abraham waited 25 years for a promised son. Noah waited 120 years for the rain to come. Warren and Darlene waited 11 years for a promised son. It doesn't matter how long you wait. Faith is now. Even though you don't see it, faith is now. It will come. It will come. But the word of God said in Isaiah, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faith. You know, as a human being, waiting is exhausting, is tiring. But God said, wait upon me. Wait for my promises. Be expectant because I am a faithful God. So when we wait on God, we, we don't get tired. Our strength will, is always renewed. You know, I always remember my mom. I think my mom is watching. Hi, mom. I always ask my mom, Mom, why do you always bank on these small banks? You know, in the Philippines, there's a lot of, everywhere you look, there are banks. And she would always bank on this small, she would always put her money on these smaller banks, like the rural bank of Chambukchukchu uh, something. <laughs> anyway, I said, Mom, why do you always bank on, on these small, smaller banks? And she said, because the bigger banks makes me wait for my money. They makes me queue. For, for their money. And she doesn't like waiting. So uh, when I was single, I used to send her uh, money to, remi to a remittance company. And the remittance, remittance company would always have a hard time looking for, for, for that bank because it's just it's so small. 
So the second part of Matthew chapter 18 in verse 4, it says, Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom. So Jesus instructs us to be humble. You know, one lesson my parents has always taught the three of us, me and my two younger sisters, is to be humble and have a low profile. Be humble, but know your rights. You know, sometimes when I try to prove my point to someone, my wife would always stop me. She said, you're just like your mom. You know, like last Sunday, we want to eat sushi, but the staff from the restaurant wants to separate the three of us. So I said, you're kidding me, right? We live in one house, we sleep in one bed, and you try to separate us here in the restaurant. So I said, we go, we go. We're not going to eat there. But my wife was stopping me. I said, why did you do that? I always eat in that sushi restaurant. Now I can go back there. I said, that's fine, that's fine. Just, just, just tell them. Just tell them this. <laughs> now, because she, they always eat there every Wednesday. Nowadays, she said they can't go back because I had an argument with the staff. So, how, how do we humble ourselves before God? By confessing our sins before God and accepting that salvation is only through grace by faith. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So meaning, being humble enough to accept the salvation is through our, it's not through our own works. Being humble enough to accept that forgiveness of our sins is only through the blood of Jesus. Being humble enough that, yes, Lord, I will be led by your Spirit. So, it's 12 o'clock. I would like to end here. Keep going. Thank you. Yes. So, uh, what, 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 what are we waiting on? What are we waiting on God for? Is it for healing for, for you or your loved ones, or is it for salvation for your family? So, are you waiting for a job? Are you waiting for your new house or your new car? But I would just like to encourage you guys, just like my son, who was so confident that his mom and dad will not forget him, that will not leave him. Have faith in God now because he has already heard your prayer and his touch and his healing is already upon you. And no greater love is than the love of God. God loves us so much, he sent his only son to die for our sins. Amen. And that's the end of my message. I'm right on time. Thank you. And Atirin is requesting next Sunday now again. 
<laughs> so, praise God. Can I ask our musician, are you blessed? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord.